Welcome to Biggest Geekus. We're your hosts. I'm Randy. And I'm Joe. This is episode 141 of our show, and the date is Tuesday, May 30th. Not 31st, as I typoed in there. 2020. Uh, yeah. Oh, I thought yesterday was the 30th, and today was the 31st. <laughs> no, no. So, how goes it, sir? Oh, it goes okay. It's blacking out. Cannot be seen. Yep, yep. Can't see what I'm up, up to yet. But yeah, everything's cool. Yeah. What's up, Point Blank, Malachi, Darthiac, Mr. Blavan is here, Iron Man and Martinson. I'm seeing the commenters in the live chat. I can't see anyone in Rumble. Doesn't mean they're not there. So I assume it's all going well in Rumble. Um, yeah, I'm not sure how that works. Sometimes uh, while we're the way it filters through here into live stream, we it's one thing. Uh, we can't get Rumble numbers. Yeah. Um, but um, hopefully there's folks watching, even if they're not participating in a live chat. Hey, Legion. Yeah, what's up, dude? I am listening carefully through your Hyperborea stuff. Good stuff to listen to. He does a really good job to read through. I like it as a guy that's playing the game. It helps to remind me of things. So I just listen yes. today to the Druids and the Cleric stuff, and uh, it's kind of fascinating how he mentioned I forgot that they do the fight to the death at ninth level. Or, or you have to fight. You can what do you mean? Well, you remember how Druids in first edition, when you got to a right. certain level, you had to go fight to get your position? Yes. Um, but they are a little bit nicer, uh, leaning on Mr. Uh, uh, Liao's uh, expertise of reading. Apparently, if you lose your fight at ninth level, like one of three or five or whatever there are, you go back down to one point, experience point, below ninth level. So you're at one experience point from. So, um, yeah, I don't know. So I, you don't have to do a whole lot to regain and then go try again. Yeah, so, but I mean, what would you do? You go punch an orc in his face and then go fight sure, again? Sure, sure. You Crap. could even have spare orcs off to the side. When you lose, you go smack one, kill them, and then you're like, what's up, dude? And just go <laughs> again. again. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Crafting Gaming, Ryan Davis in the house. Good evening, everyone. So those, are the, go the, ahead. those are kind of the weird uh, – situations that you could envision yep. in a world that behaves that way, right? Well, Hyperbore does say you have to wait. Is it another year? Uh, yeah, that sounds right. 
Legion says, I thought you had to wait another year before you can go back. Does that mean you're sitting around and don't adventure because there's no point to try to get to ninth level? Uh, I don't know. I mean, you could do that. Like, there's an example where um, Legion was uh, saying, well, how about your dude just sits in, in – or maybe you were. I can't remember exactly who said it. But, you know, you could, with rations or whatever, just uh, sit in a dungeon room for X amount of time until you can retry – like locks and stuff like that. Yeah, but it's like a year right. for the druid stuff. You right. Wait so is it just a druid who who fight who has to, who has to fight the typical ones like druid druids. and monk? Yeah, the druid. I don't know if the monk does or not. I haven't gotten that far. Actually, right. I have. I got to the rune graver, so I'm not sure what it is. So anyway, but how was your week otherwise? Good, good. Um, just got back. Had to take my wife out of town. Oh. Uh, good. For an appointment, oh, we spent yeah. hours and hours and hours driving, oh. which I'm not a fan of. Uh, but um, we did it anyway. We we you know toughed it out. Yep. And she had her appointment, and hopefully things will start moving forward again. Cool. Good. I had a pretty good week. Uh, my buddy Greg and I we went for a bike ride. This is funny, and uh, you know I I don't know if I told you I had fallen earlier this week like an old man and hurt my back a little bit. Luckily, it was more of a muscle bruise, so it's kind of tight. And I went ahead and rode on Memorial Day. We were planning on doing a, a ride that we thought was going to be 40 miles total, 20 out and 20 back. And uh, when we get back, he checks the distance. It's 54 miles that we rode. Oh, wow. So he rode a little. How long did it take? Oh, quite a while because we stopped for lunch, and so we had like an hour lunch. So it was probably – we're slow riding, so I'm trying to think. We probably really counted mm, one, two, three, four, five, five hours, four hours. Riding pretty slow, four hours, fifty miles. Not not very fast. So, well, but, if you're wanting that to be a workout, you're going to have to increase the pace. Um, yeah, maybe it definitely got my legs worked out. So. Right, so it'll work out your legs for a while until you get used to it. But for it for it to be cardio of any yeah. kind, yeah, yeah, you gotta get a ride gotta, harder. Yeah, ride hard. Got to ride hard. So, anyway, but it was still a good time. And then I uh, my back got totally strained. I was aching today. I'm feeling a little better, but I'm taking it easy because that left side is pretty strained. But that's all right. So, yeah, Lejeune says one year training montage. So that's probably true. <laughs> You're the best. Uh, you know, you don't want me singing. Mm -hmm. uh, never going to let them get you down. Anyway, yeah. Um, whether you go out or not, that's an interesting thing. In, in that game, ninth level means you have some sort of a death dog over on Rumble. Welcome. Um, so you have some sort of keep yep. of some kind. I don't know what druids have. If it's a grove and they have like apprentice druids right. that they have, they are in charge of, so they could, you know, sem go into semi-retirement for a year, mm -hmm. or they can keep going at ninth level. You can do lots of things. Yeah, you you can you may not gain experience points, but well, thinking about that, I wonder. So if you lose an experience point, can you not? Could you could you bank experience points so that if you win the fight? You could ban be almost tenth level. <laughs> You'd have to look that one up. They they might have a standard way of handling it. A lot right. of uh, a lot of people, a lot of 
you may not be able to garner more than half the next level. Mm -hmm. You may not be able to garner more than what you well, need for the well, next level. Well, you're right. So if they drop, so you, you get the fight, right? Um, you get into a fight and you lose all experience back to one bolt. So you're like over ninth level. You challenge the people in the circle. You fight one dude, you lose, you go back to one point below and Legion says he would allow banking of XP. So would I, cause I don't, I don't think I would like your character sitting around for I mean, unless you, if you wanted to play him, you wanted to pull out and, another character, that's fine. And the other thing is, is when you gain enough experience for ninth level, you have to win that fight, right? Yes. Before yes. you gain that level. Ninth right? level power, right. 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 Stay, so okay. it's not like you lose no. abilities or anything no, like you that. Don't. You're just reset. <laughs> you, can't even get, you can't even get them. Hey, long shot. Right. What's up, dude? Malachi's in the house. I think I mentioned Ryan David already. Cool. Good group. Yeah. So, um, dude, I can. Should we wait with the cool news till the end a little bit, Joe? I kind of, I'm kind of excited to show everybody. Well, why don't you show? All right. I'm going to show you guys something that happened this week. It did something very cool, and I'm pumped about it. So, it's not set in stone, but it's just about there. So, I'm going to attempt the shareage. Look at oh that. no, it's tech. Look <laughs> out. Yes. Tragedy at Tygon's Falls, baby. That's some of the sweet art. You can't see all of it. Uh, I can move it up just a hair. See some of uh, Patrick Demo's cool art. That's the cover. Big Geek Emporium. Mr. Ryan David, or not Ryan David, sorry. David Gwill helping me out with... Uh, the uh, layout and such. That is a first attempt at a module. I do believe it's going to be levels two to four, not three to five. And it's basically old school sort of adventure. Uh, the stats are kind of old school. And uh, yeah, that's that's it. That's good stuff. Uh, Can't wait so till we can get our gr grubby fingers on it. Hold on for a second. I'm typing weird stuff and making mistakes. Oh, uh, system for... Yeah, Mr. Ryan David, this is uh, Hyperborea. Right. I am trying. I'm having issues, and I don't know what I've done again. Daggone it. Keep making a big screen. Yeah, it's, it's basically uh, OSE. But yeah. That's Mr. Demo, that's, that's, a, good. that's a sweet cover. That is a sweet cover. That is super cool. And a few more pieces of art on the inside. It's a short oh, the Hold on a second. Yeah. So, Ryan might be um, the system. Yes. We were talking about was Hyperborea with the experience and banking oh. and all that stuff. The uh, system that the module is made for is OSE. Yeah, it's 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 D and D. Yeah, D and D type stuff. So yeah, clone. Um, it is a yeah. clone. You should have little to no problem. Module um, of the clones with any sort of conversion or usage i mean armor class hit dice all that basic stuff i'm kind of like so i'm in i got a giant screen and my stupid tab on there we go daggone i was having trouble i clicked the wrong thing so yeah what a giant deal. screen a giant screen in my youtube tab and it was covering everything but i finally got it oh right. oh 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 yeah 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 technical difficulties basically user issues <laughs> hmm. Good deal. 
But yeah, that was cool. And uh, David whipped that up real quick. So thanks to him and thanks to Patrick. Um, we got to get the map put in. I got to make a little, I noticed a little typo there. So I'm going to fix that, but it's exciting. I uh, have high hopes that we'll be at uh, Big Geek Con, maybe at Grand Con and hopefully at Gen Con. That's what I have hopes, printed copies. And of course, Big Geek Emporium will have the PDF. And you can print on, and I guess, can we do print on demand as well? Is there some Well, if you're expecting to have some copies, then there's going to have to be some print on demand uh, element there. Yeah. So um, if you're going to, I mean, it's, it's only fair that if you, if we create uh, a print on demand job there that you can uh, use to take it around, we should also provide everyone with access to it. At some point, you might want to hold off until after Gen Con. It's up to you. Well, I'm going to print a bunch, and you know what the heck. It'd be cool to have them, and if they don't sell, I'll give a bunch to my friends. <laughs> you know, it's all right. And they can do with them what they will. So, Gotcha. Yeah. yeah. So. All right. All right. Shall we move in to the uh, main topic? Well, have tonight? you finalized pricing on it? No, I have not finalized, but it will be cheaper than normal. I'm thinking the print edition is going to be – I don't, I don't want to say yet. I'm not sure. I, I think okay. it's – We'll wait to do that. Yeah, I don't want it to be too much, so I'll watch it. I'll see what the – it's a 30-page module. It's kind of a classic. It's almost like a 32-page module, so hopefully. And you don't want to short yourself, though. Ah, because no. Because there's a there's – a, if you if you um, price it too low, people will think that it's, it's trash. Uh, it's trash. If you price it – you might want to – there are strategies. Yes. You, you, don't, you don't necessarily just say, how much did it cost me to make this? Because there's also the value in it mm-hmm. to people it, it, that right. might be more than the pieces, parts that are, you know, the printer, the, the paper and the ink and all of that. Right. Yeah. So I don't, uh, like I said, we'll see. I got to think about it. So it's been a long time coming, but and more work than I thought it was going to be. And I still got a little bit of polishing to do. So, but it's a thing. So. Yes. All right. So everybody should uh, subscribe, hit the likes and all that good stuff. Right, Joe? Yes, we should. We, we should all be subscribed. If you have been unsubscribed and you can check that by going to the subscribe button or, you know, going to YouTube and seeing if you're subscribed to our channel. If they if YouTube in their into, uh, infinite wisdom has decided to unsubscribe you, please uh, remedy that uh, for and for those who um, are watching. For the first time, click that subscribe button. Um, if you are just listening to us over there in uh, in the uh, podcatcher of your choice, um, follow us on that uh, platform and tell your buddies about us. Yeah, tell them all. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Um, also, head over to Beaky Emporium and pick up something. Even the free stuff helps. Right on. In some way or another. Yep. Okay, let's jump into our 12th Monster Mash. I think I'm going to are start... You sure, are you sure Are you sure? there's nothing that Wizards of the Coast have done that we need to talk about? <laughs> they there, probably uh, have. They probably have. Been a pri- the Aragorn thing has been brought up, and I think it's officially... Is it officially out? Because everybody's talking Aragorn? about... Oh, yeah, they made a... On Through the Magic the Gathering, they made Aragorn black. And I don't mean sort of dark. I mean black. <sighs> yeah. That's a, I think that's out now. I saw that on... Uh, that, that's been Diversity. a few weeks, though, wasn't it? Correct. But uh, Diversity and Dragons did it. Uh, gosh, who's the dude? 
He wears the glasses. He's got a full beard. He usually nerdrotic. The nerdrotic daily guy said it. Um, I mean, you know, everybody's talking about it today. And so I'm like, uh, they had announced it a while back. Yeah, but I, now maybe it's, it's out. out in, maybe it's out oh, now. I mean, you know, whatever. hit work. You know, God, they're so whatever. They're dumb, and they got to add. You know, we talked about it, price increase. Um, okay, Ryan, drive safely, dude. He's gonna. Yes, walk. yes. Yep. Keep your hands on that steering wheel. Yeah. So that's yeah. Darth says he's seen a couple of videos on it. I have too. So I assume that's the thing that it must be out. Um, and they showed some pictures of cars. I mean, it's. And this, it's just ridiculous. Oh yeah, new new Watsy. Oh, new Watsy book is seventy dollars. But with some bad press, it's on sale for sixty. Wow, that's well, that's, that's a, a lot. That's a jump, dude. Well, everything's going up, so you got to expect a little j- price hike. But a ten dollar bump on what a, was normally like- that's a twenty dollar bump. The books for fifty. Oh, a $20 bump? Yeah, 70 is what our man says. Yeah, but it may be it, it may be um that it would be a $60 book otherwise. You know, for me. You know, $59.99. Yeah, whatever. I, I'm not buying the crap anyway. So they can double yeah. the price. I don't care. Yeah, yeah, it won't matter. Do whatever they want. It don't affect me. But you gotta expect the prices are going up to some yeah, ten it, bucks, it, even on a fifty dollar book, a ten dollar, that's a twenty percent. Twenty percent? Yeah, that's a twenty percent increase. That's pretty hefty. Yeah. Uh, Death Dog over at Rumble says, forget them. And I agree. Yes. 100%. Yes, yes. They are quickly forgotten. I just thought I would, I just thought I'd poke a little bit. Yeah. Just poke a little. Oh, Malachi, here's what you get for your 70. It includes D&D Beyond Access. Oh, okay. The book is only 60 by itself. Right on, baby. D&D Beyond Access. That means whenever they decide to edit their book, they will do so. I tell you, I was tempted to do something bad this week, Joe, and I'm still tempted, but and I, I, I shouldn't do this, but I found out that uh, Paramount Plus is only $5 a month, and I can get all the Star Trek stuff from way back when because they've got it all from Netflix, but they also have, um, what was it, the Young Life, Young Sheldon, which I like that show. I was a big fan. Mm. Some people weren't. I am. Hey, Matt Barninger. Um but I'm afraid if I get it, I'll end up watching the D&D movie because it's also on there. So I'm going with not getting it. I don't think I am. So five bucks is unfortunately cheap, but I don't know. If For I, if what I, again? Uh, uh, Paramount Plus. Oh, I, Paramount Plus. That yeah. has Picard on there, too. Uh, I probably won't watch that, but I could watch the old stuff. And I could watch Young Sheldon. And then, of course, there'll be the D&D movie. And I'm like, eh, I know I would watch it. I really don't want to watch it. And if it's $5 a month... I know they're not getting all that much money, but I don't want to give them a penny. Yeah. 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 So I'm not very enthusiastic about any kind of new cinema. Yeah. Not really. um, That's every once true. in a while, the wife and I will find a little gem on, in, in uh, streaming. Yeah. Um, wasn't there one that we, I have to ask her. There was something re- fairly recent that we all, we both laughed about. It was, Oh, oh, oh. Something in Charles. Charles in charge? No. That's no, no, no. Um, essentially, it's about this dude who tinkers with stuff in his garage, and he builds a robot. Oh. Right. He's a, he's a, he's a local handyman. And it's it's a, it's a British, and it's, you know, dry British humor, and it's it's a nice little show. 
Um, Malachi just said something. I have heard this. I don't know why this is. He says, Sheldon is an insult to Aspies, Asperger's, Big Bang Theory in general is. I don't understand why that is. Why is it an insult? I enjoy Well, it. because the idea, well, right. So the it's funny to some people, but the idea is um, that the Sheldon character, I believe this is the idea, is that he is kind of like the poster child for for Asperger's people when they they're a very big spectrum of how they can be. And okay. so people don't like that. You're like, this is the way they are. No, well, they're not, but hmm. I don't know. I wouldn't think, I don't know. I, don't, I guess it doesn't, I don't get the impression they're trying to represent all of them, but you know, I guess. No, but a lot of the folks that uh, the um, big bang theory, like smart guys, they all are kind of um, on the spectrum. I think. So, really? oh, yeah, they're all kind of, I think they're all supposed to be kind of on it. I didn't get that. Um, Green Apple says Big Bang Theory did irreparable damage to geekdom in general. I guess I just don't see it, dudes. I don't see it, but okay. Each to each their own. I don't, I don't, I never thought, I never thought of it that way. I did think it got a little tired, um, but I mean, yeah. I don't well, know. it's to me, it's like a lot of other sitcoms. They're based on a particular kind of formula, and then it's either it's it, it's a rinse and repeat. So once you've watched like a half a dozen of the shows, after that it's kind of well. I think tired. I think most most TV series I think have and and this is not, not. I am not a TV critic. I am not any kind of guy that knows a lot about TV shows. Just from what I've li- years I've lived and watched, they have a five year lifespan. I mean, five seasons, you pretty much can tell a complete story. For example, Supernatural. Yeah. I thought that one. Um, <laughs> <laughs> married with children ruined married culture. <laughs> um, I think after five years, you're going to run pretty stale. You're hard-pressed to tell great stories after five years. And don't bombard me with things like gun smoke and mash and crap. I mean, I get it. If people like that, it's fine. I mean, Big Bang Theory was five or six seasons too long. Supernatural was 10 seasons too long. Did I watch Supernatural? Yes. Did I watch Big Bang? Yes. But even as I watched, I was just looking for funny little things that they did that that I found endearing, um, things that I thought was funny. And Farscape uh, was too short. Farscape was, yeah, right. Oh, they didn't get five years. They had to rush that final movie thing. Farscape should have been five, should have been five full hardcore seasons. And Babylon Five was. Um, they kind of had some weird things after they they did their five years run. Yeah, that was that was a pretty decent. It started off kind of weird, but yeah, it's sci-fi. So I think Fringe um, was perfect. Fringe was perfect. Fringe. That's what I was trying to remember. The name. That was five seasons, right, or maybe six. I think it was five, I though. I think it was five. And it, and it had... So what it did to borrow my Farscape DVDs. Here. <laughs> I'll send them to you. You can watch them, bro. But but um, Fringe was just a, just different enough throughout the season so that you weren't getting you weren't getting the formula that you get in a lot of other shows because yeah. they kept... They, they would either focus on the uh, other dimension or they'd have the characters switched out um, because they're, you know, different people in a way, but mm-hmm. yeah, um, fringe did it right for a, that kind of show to yeah. keep it fresh. But to show you how dumb I am, I had a hard time after the first couple of seasons of fringe because they would start 
at a place. And I'm like, I'm not following what's happening. Cause it wasn't like the very, they didn't pick up from the last show. There would be these weird jumps and they would start you on one side of the Amber versus the other. Is it the mm -hmm. Amber? No, no, not the, the, the other Amber world. is what the other, yeah. world. the other world, the other dimension. Yeah. 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 Right. 10 seasons for friends, which I didn't like a season of friends, but people did to each their own. It, it suffered from the same thing. They had their characters and it was just, you know, on repeat almost every episode. Point blank, I guess, is in regards to um, is in regards to Big Bang. It did. I'm saying it was bad because it got normies in our culture, made it hip to be square, now fake geeks. Oh, okay, I guess. Okay. I always have an issue with people saying it's, you know, it's you know they broke our stuff in mm -hmm. a way. But I understand from the point of view that where some people will say that. Um, Rising waters lift all boats, or something like that. Yeah, more the merrier kind of thing. Uh, I don't really think that that's the case because um, you take something that's niche and special and yeah. and change it to make it palatable for mass the masses, yeah. and then it ends up not being what it used to be. Yeah. Uh, going Death forward, Dog. hey Death forward. Dog, Death Dog Thirteen at Rumble says I enjoyed the show, but it's a template for leftism for normies and encourages simpitude being a simp. I don't think he's wrong there. Mm, it is right. definitely so, a lot of lefty stuff. And those characters were definitely simps. Right. So while we can still play our games that we currently have, and those aren't ruined stuff going forward has the stamp on it. Like TV shows and, you know, a new TV shows, new movies. Uh, I don't know about music. I haven't listened to new music in a lot, a lot, um, in a long time, um, I can't catch the little bits here and there. But yeah. anyway, all of this, st this stuff going forward from a certain period is just infused with all the nonsense. So you just yeah. have to look back to the old stuff and hope that some little nugget comes out that's good. Right. But it's not much to hope for, in my opinion. Yeah. All right. Hey, 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 hold on, hold on. There we go. Legion okay. of Myth. With a truism, don't Joe is spot on. Don't read that, Legion. No, no. You need to stop. Stop. <laughs> Joe is spot on. I have to say that without interruption so that people who are listening, because we'll talk over each other, I want the full effect for that. So we can watch some of our old shows. What we need to do is have a new... See, we got... Who are these people? This is my buddy Martinson going with what Joe said. Don't ever do that again. <laughs> uh, we need to. Would, would it be a good idea? We were talking about this over the weekend mm -hmm. for us to resurrect maybe one more older um, topic where we look at some geek culture from the past and see if it holds up or just have like top oh. 10 top 10 geek TV shows or something like that, that we could all talk about for this, for the duration of our stream. I'll tell you that, what, would be, that would make it lively. Oh, I think for sure. These people would have a lot of opinions. That'd be cool. Maybe we should do it. Sounds all right to me. Oh, <laughs> we can watch old shows. Just not super friends. Yeah. Super oh. friends. What? Super That's friends. Okay. That's it. Anything with the wonder twins. If they brought in the Wonder Twins, I'm done. Wonder Twin powers activate. I mean, you could get rid of the dude, Jan. Mm -hmm. 
is the the girl she had something powerful she could like turn into an elephant right right but he just you know bucket of water (laughs) (laughs) green apple does like you mostly joe he says uh I just watch stuff I grew up with or shows that I missed growing up. Nothing in current. Yeah, it's hard to watch current stuff. I started mm-hmm. to watch a show. And this is a different thing, though. My friend suggested Louder Milk. I don't know if you've seen that. I don't know if it's on Netflix. Or I don't Netflix. even know what that is. It's a comedy. And there's a lot like my buddy, <laughs> to be honest with you. The main character is a lot like him. Um, I don't. Uh, it was like immediate. You know how I'm kind of Deadwoods too, too much for me. Um, some of the, it's just, you know, the constant statement of cocksucker. That's what they say. I'm just going to say it. They say it all the time. Every other word and everybody says it. And, um, then it's, you know, lots of boobs and stuff like that. And nobody's really that good. And I've already predicted what's going to happen. I asked my friend, he goes, yeah, that's what's going to happen. You've seen it. So I've stopped Deadwood and I'm going to try hell on wheels. He said, that's kind of, he suggested louder milk, but louder milk didn't seem much better. It had a lot of rough words, but it was kind of, the first episode was kind of interesting. So yes, Martinson, the kid with the kid with no superpowers, I believed he, he was on there only for that first season. And they brought in Jana and Jane. Um, Brian and Charles. It's a comedy. Oh, okay. Kind of dry British comedy. If you're into those, Brian yeah. and Charles. Okay. Brian. It's on uh, one of the streaming services. Oblongs. Prime. Amazon Prime. Okay, let me write that down. Brian Charles. Oblongs. That was uh, animated, right? I don't know. I've never seen it. I think that's an animated thing on um, Adult Swim where they had no arms and legs, just a head and kind of a (laughs) oblong torso. (laughs) That's weird. (laughs) If Um, I'm remembering correctly. Oh, Death Dog claims the 80s D&D cartoon should have got five seasons. Well, they guess they did have arms. Well, I agree with you, Death Dog. The AD&D cartoon should have at least finished it up. They had an interesting final episode. I've seen it on YouTube. It's kind of, it's dubbed, sort of. It was never actually, they used, when I say they had one, it was drawn up. It was storyboarded. And then they kind of dubbed it using old clips. Have you seen that, Joe? I think you've seen that. Oh, well. What's that? Seen what again? Uh, the D&D cartoon. Yeah, I didn't care for it. No, but where uh, Death Dog said they deserved five. Uh, and Joe and he said Joe should watch Chappie. Death Dog said that. I think I've seen Chappie. Have you seen that, Joe? Isn't that kind of a grim and gritty um, um, number five is still alive? Um, kind of. It's a, more mo- it's a live action. Yeah. Because, kind of- I mean... It seems like a similar premise from the preview, where it's a a, um, a robot that come that becomes self aware, yeah. um, and he he does a rescue thing in the what's the other one, um, the old one from the eighties, uh, where it was an escaped was supposed to be a combat robot, mm-hmm. but he escaped, got like struck by lightning or something like that, and then became self aware, uh, yeah. short circuit, yeah, and. Yeah, is that is it similar to Short Circuit except grim and gritty? Yeah, I think so. Uh, Death Dog was calling us out. He said we watched we re, you you just rewatched the original finale a few weeks ago and thought it was good. 
I watched it and thought it was pretty good, even though it was not really. It was just old video, and they dubbed over the sound. It was made. We just watched the re- the original finale. I think Dead Dog's implying we watched the original f- finale. I don't know what he's implying. Of what? Yeah, was it the finale of D and D? I have no idea. Oh, that, that, oh, that was kind of a letdown, in my opinion. I thought it was all right. It was okay. When they got really to the end, oh, it was my fault. Avenger was my fault. Uh, I wish I had been been 10 or 12 when it came out. It would have been a lot better. Dungeon Master was kind of a dick. That's what everybody says. I feel like he was a kind old man. (laughs) He was a kind old man who said, hey, here you are in this area. Um, have a good time. I'm not really going to tell you anything about what's going on, although I probably know everything that's going on. I'm just not going to tell you. Okay. Here you go. Bye. I'm out. <laughs> right. I think he would give like a cryptic riddle every once in a while that if you know they picked up on it, maybe there was a clue in there, perhaps. But uh. but for a kid's show, you got to give it a little bit, man. He's just they're trying to tell a, a story for kids, and he brought him in. Oh, and Darth has got the right of it. All DMs are dicks. We all know that. I agree, hundred percent. So you know he was appropriate. I guess. <laughs> all right. Let's let's. Okay, I've detoured. I've I've detoured enough. I think. Yeah, we're gonna jump into our monster mash. This is number twelve. We're gonna do lycanthropes, and um, Joe actually has a character in Hyperborea that's kind of gonna eventually be a werewolf slayer at some point. Yes. And. I've had an up and down relationship with lycanthropes. I have brought them into the campaign, took them out, never even thought about them. Probably liked them the least during third edition era. Just didn't, I didn't think they were that great because uh, you had to have levels to them to make them worth anything. Um, if I had to describe just in general, my thought of lycanthropes, they're definitely a staple. They deserve to be on the list. This is the 12th one. Um, and, and we haven't ranked them yet. But I I did think that they, uh, again, my fat infatuation with them was, you know, like a sine curve, up and down, up and down, up and down. Um, OD&D had the standard four types. Um, wolf, boar, tiger, and bear. And that was pretty common. They did get expanded through different editions and different versions. But they, OD- just like everything else, they ended up with 50 million different weir, weir forms and then half weir forms and stuff like yeah. that. It got ridiculous. I thought their hit dice were kind of weak sauce, especially a werewolf. He's always hovered around four hit dice. That seems kind of weak to me. Um, but to be honest with you, now that we're going back to Hyperborea, I think I'm learning more. This is weird to say this. As much as I knew D&D, I'm looking back at the old D&D with a different different pers- perspective. Yeah, uh, Joe would love this. <laughs> you did it, Joe. You got it before I did. Go ahead and tell, yeah. tell him how it is. A weird, weird tiefling. A weird tiefling. That's great, Lee. Weird tiefling. Um, so, you know, they just always seem kind of weak. Um, oh, absolutely. The weir rat was cool. Though there were that was conspicuous point blank. He says the weir rat was kind of cool. Yes, they were all kind of cool. Um, but he was conspicuously missing in OD&D, at least in the second book for monsters. Um, they 
their discussion of lycanthropy was kind of weak. Uh, you couldn't even catch it until you were knocked to 50% hit points. It could be fixed by a cleric with cure disease, and you would become one within two to 24 days. Uh, only silver and magic weapons or attacks or spells could hurt them. Um, not much discussion outside of that in OD&D. So they just, but you know, OD&D, to be fair to them, they just assume you understood mythological tropes. I think they did a lot of the time. So you knew how this yeah. sort of behaved. It still seems, especially since there's always been from the, from the beginning of cinema, at least mm -hmm. with monsters that the vampire and werewolf are kind of mortal enemies, right. Or, or immortal enemies as it were. Right. But they were enemies and they, they would kind of be almost on par and considering that I, um, and how weak relatively um, werewolves are to vampires in D and D yes. it would be, it would be interesting to have perhaps a similar gradation like you have vampires where you have um a vampire and then like a recently turned vampire and mm -hmm. then the vampire lord yeah but you could do that with werewolves too you could have like a, a werewolf uh, lower members and then you can have werewolves that are tougher you know third edition had a older one third edition yeah. had a tough one that, that would be that would be appropriate i think but if you look here but in the you, chart, I'm sorry, go ahead. But you could, they don't necessarily need to have a lot of hit dice, but you can give them phenomenal strength and and, and they're already immune to a bunch of different ways to, to attack. So if you make their damage high, then they're kind of, um, that might make up for it. Yeah. Well, here's your basic stats in the book. I've got it. I'm sharing it now. Mm -hmm. You look here, there's the hit dice. Interesting enough, they allowed a lot of neutrality, uh, neutral and chaos for all but the bear, I believe. And the weird bear was definitely the toughest. I mean, he had high AC, he had most hit dice, followed by the tiger. That stays mostly consistent throughout the core of the werewolves, of the, of the weird creatures, which are lycanthropes. Um, and here's that little couple of paragraphs here. Right? I don't know if you guys can see this. Yeah, you can see me highlight it. Uh, they talk a little bit about how they travel, the family pack, and then there's a little comment about when young are killed and how many are there. And there's the comment about any seriously wounded, or they say, any seriously, anyone seriously wounded by a lycanthrope, assume about a 50% total possible damage, will be inflicted and himself become a, ly a lycanthrope in two to 24 days unless they're given a cure disease spell. And I understand this is OD&D, and they're just starting you know, getting the hang of it. But I was just thought it was kind of peculiar, but I think I'm starting to understand OD&D in that it purely expects you to, um, you're assumed to be intelligent. I mean, about about what you're what you're talking about. That we, we all have a shared understanding of these creatures. And so they don't give you that much, that much to go on. How much do you need? I think, I think, I think the DIY was big in OD&D. That was the, right. if you need more info, make it up. Sure. Um, like the whole strength thing. They had four hit dice, mm -hmm. um, which told you how hard, well, at least how accurately they hit. And then in their individual descriptions, it might, well, no, in old D&D, &D, what would be their damage with their attack? D6? Uh, not much. Hold like on. everything else? 
possibly. Uh, let me see. Take a quick look. The damage types. Wow. Oh, yeah, D6. It have to be because there's no other dis damage described. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So that's kind of funny. Um, now, Beckney came along, and they did add a few interesting ones. Uh, they had those four, of course. Then they had the weird bat, the weird fox, the weird shark, uh, weird seal, which I think later on becomes the sea mm, weird seal. Weird seal. I know I don't get a weird seal, and and the females are docile for the weird seals, but the males are kind of aggressive and they kind of do kind of a one male, many women. So they get mad when you get around their chicks. And then there was the devil swine, which I think good old uh, John at um, Red Dice Diaries, which we have got to get on this show, he um, talked about the devil swine once. And when, was it him? Somebody was talking about, I think it was him or somebody on the podcast. And I thought they went a good job of describing these creatures as being these, these because they eat people. And they're kind of fat. Uh, they can be fat people, but they, he described them as like, you know, what if in their personal, personal form or human form, they're a little more, you know, uh, charismatic and they can charm people. They have the freedom to charm at will. So they were kind of interesting. I think Beck me. Oh, they did have the weird rat. That was also in there. I didn't mention that. I thought it was interesting how Beck me seems to have quite a good list of monsters I see why people more and more again as I've you know come back and we do these monster mashes and I look at the different uh, versions of D and D. I see why folks like Beck me a lot. It's a it was a especially the um, rule cyclopedia. It was quite a um, quite a deal. I mean, you buy that book, you get a lot of stuff, and you could play for a long long time with that book alone. Welcome, House CNH. Glad you're in the house. Um, oh, Martinson says he would be more afraid of a weir walrus than a weir seal. Yeah, but in truth, you would have no, uh, you would have no uh, chance against either one. A weir seal, a, a seal, in fact, would be quite dangerous if you got close to it. Very strong. Oh yeah, they got wicked teeth. Yeah. Now, it was interesting that they mentioned that a weir rat is a rat that turns into a human in Beckme. That was different. Um. And they, uh, huh. they, did, they, give, they did give stats for their human form. You know, I got all the books out, and I didn't get that one out. So if you bear with me a second, go ahead and talk with them, Joe. I'm going to find. Well, didn't, which one of these were, were uh, brought out the the wolf weir and the jackal weir? I think that, that was. Edition? It might have been. For, I know it wasn't an od &D. It might have been in the. Um, Beck me, but I'm not sure. I know it comes up in first or second edition for sure. I'm sorry. I'm trying to talk and look. I can't do both because I'm weak. Ah, but I have the others ready. I don't. I don't, I really don't get when like we're shark. Yeah. So you're at the full moon. You turn into a shark and die because you're not in the ocean. Right. <laughs> well, they're weaker. Weir sharks are weaker on the land. They're not like full-on wuss bags. So, give me a moment. They must. They must end up being um, both air and water breathers. That would be the only way that could really work. So here's the nice, the full list of the rules cyclopedia. They got the weir rat first. 
werewolf, werebear, the major ones. Then the comes in with the strange ones, the werebats, werefox, shark. If I slide to the weird shark, they do a good job of describing some of these. Hopefully, I'm not driving people crazy. It says the weird shark, these are mermen inflicted with a form of lycanthropy that enables them to take the form of a Mako shark anytime they choose to. When the moon is full, when the moon is full, they must change into a shark and will maraud. So that force that forces the change. So that's kind of interesting. And there's the Hold devil. On second. Hold on yeah. a second. Uh the only difference between a weir shark and a mako shark is that the weir sharks are intelligent and only magic and silver weapons will harm a weir shark. Right. So they, they still have to be underwater. They do, but that didn't happen later on in other games. You're right. Apparently, Beckney required them to be in the water. Um, Which makes sense. I mean, a merfolk, uh, they breathe water. Yes. Yeah, so that was kind of a... It's not bad that, you know, lycanthropy affecting a mere creature would, in fact, cause it to... Um, uh, turned into a weird shark. That's kind of interesting. Pro, from a mere man or a mere woman or whatever. Mere maid. Mermaid. Mere maid. Mermaid. I can't speak tonight. But yeah. Um, Stat-wise, at least on the hit dice side, it looks like the devil swine had nine. So he was kind of the boss as far as the weird creatures go in terms of hit dice. Um, I don't the, know. Weird, the weird seal. Huh? Goes from be- doing zero damage. Right. Or is that no? That's number appearing. Sorry. Yeah, it does. They do two d six damage. Yeah, they're not That's bad. Good. Yeah, yeah. But I believe, and again, forgive me for my speedy. This says the weird seal. This unusual creature is only found near sea coast. The more common female is not normally aggressive, but the rarer male, the bull seal, can be quite dangerous. Oh, he's even got better stats, dude. Eight hit dice does two d ten. Wow. Yeah, and the devil swine can charm person three times per day at a minus two on your save. So, yeah, they're carnivorous, especially fond of human flesh. But I forgot who I listened to gave a really cool uh, description of that devil swine. I was intrigued by that years ago. I had never known that was even a creature. But I think I think Beckme does a nice job. It does go on to tell us in that game that um, they you turn you can turn into one the same way, getting bitten, taking 50 percent damage. But the cleric needs to be 11th level in this version of the game. And then cast cure disease. Also, if a demi-human contracts like Hanthropy and Beckme, they die. Humans have 2d12 days to be cured or become one and get handed over to the DM. It specifically says that in Beckme. So right, right. You, you should. I mean, they're they eat people. Mm-hmm. They're the bad guys. Yes, now, it's possible. You hear what's coming. I agree. That's good stuff. I like being able to get cured. Yes. Right? Yep. So you have your character that has the disease or the curse, Yep. as it were, and if they are trying to get a cure, you let them keep the character, or maybe they just disappear until the rest of the party can find a way to cure the character, which ah. is a, one of those weird things the player doesn't, at that point doesn't have a character. Early on, I was very infatuated with, you know, killing your characters, taking your characters, and all that good stuff. But honestly, now, I don't think I would take it from you. I think most of my players, if you actually contracted it, it would become a storyline. It would become a thing. And I would do my best not to even let you. It would be hard because you guys are, like, really good at You've been faced with all sorts of 
weird creatures and you kind of know how it happens. And if, right, you, right. And, and if you got bit or took a bunch of damage at all, you'd be like, I'm going to a cleric. I need help. <laughs> so there wouldn't be much hope for me tricking you into it. Um, you'd have to do it on the sly, which, you know, <laughs> sorry, you know, like, yeah, uh, you'd have, um, Hey, your, your character wakes up in the forest with the clothes all shredded. What, what do you do? If I were going to do it, I would almost rather it be the very next yeah. night because then I would also provide you, I, it would be a cooler. It's not very cool or interesting if you don't get it every time, if everybody always running off to a cleric. But to be fair, by back me, you're talking about 11th level cleric. So that's not, not a lot of them. Yeah. And uh, Deck Dog 13 says, wow, two to 24 days. What is this, COVID? <laughs> right on. But yeah, so that was a lot. It was a little tougher in Beckme. You had to get an 11th level priest, not just your fifth level dude that could cast third level spells and, you know, your party member probably help you out. So yeah, that was kind of... That probably should be. It shouldn't be easy to remove that. Well, interesting that you say that. It gets a little more interesting as we move into the other editions. Um, in first edition... Uh, there were the main four, bear, boar, well, five now, because the weir rat is now standard. Um, and they talk a little bit about how the weir bear, they say the weir bear is now chaotic good. I believe that's the first time, well, I think Beckney has some good lycanthropes, but they mentioned that specifically. Yeah, the weir, the weir bear can be either law or neutral. neutral. Right. And they go, they don't go into much discussion about in the first edition monster manual about the background other than i know they all get i think they tend to keep company with animals uh for example the weir bear hangs out with one to six brown bears that's grizzlies so <laughs> that's that's a beefy bunch of compadres you would not, not all brown that. bears are grizzlies oh i thought they were I thought no they were no all. you have brown bears black bears and grizzly bears i'm pretty sure I thought, brown brown bears bears were, I thought brown bears were a type of grizzly. But good, I know the brown bears are bigger. Yeah, brown bears are bigger than grizz, uh, than black bears, but mm -hmm. I don't think all the brown bears are grizzlies. But I could be wrong. And the brown bear is a large bear species found across. Yeah, you're correct. But they are big dudes, though. They are not little. No, no, brown bears are big. Much bigger than the yeah, – you don't want them. I think they're more aggressive than the black bears, too. But I'm no bear expert. Thank you. Reactionary Principal Gaming. Grizzlies are a type of brown bear. Yeah. There's all kinds of bears, but uh, the brown bear, yeah. But I'm saying brown bears are the, t are the more aggressive types. Um, you know what? It's weird, but I did kind of like the picture of the weird tiger. I don't know why, because when I look at it now, it looks kind of goofy um, in the 1E uh, Monster Manual. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's like he's wiggling his head. Yeah. Um, um, oh, wow. I've heard of Kodiaks. Arnman says, grizzly is inland brown bears. Kodiak bears are larger coastal brown bears. Yeah. Isn't there a Russian brown bear, too, that's got a name that's supposed to be tough? But the weird tiger always infatuated me. I was never sure how to use it in the campaign, but I thought it was pretty cool. Um, point blank, that is not the thing to say on this podcast. Okay? Stop it. Joe can stop right now being right if he wanted to but he doesn't want to he wants to be right and me be wrong that's okay we will be playing uh, hyperborea soon we'll find out who's really right so um yeah that was interesting where did joe took off on me are you still there joe 
You must be gone. I've put a, this is my way of putting a sack over my head. <laughs> then you're going to be right with, without even being on the show. So that'll make it worse. Um, but uh, 50% damage from the lycanthrope still turns you into one. This was interesting. Belladonna comes up in a discussion. Where did I read this at? Because I'm not seeing it here. Maybe it's earlier on. Let me look. Oh, yeah. Here it is. Um, Belladonna, if you make a concoction within an hour and drink it, 25% chance to save you. Uh, but there is a small chance <laughs> that you can be poisoned and die. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's a drawback. Um, otherwise, cure disease from a 12th level or higher patriarch. Ooh, name level cleric. Within name three days, level. within three days, or you become a lycanthrope in seven to 14 days. Oh, patriarch. They wouldn't like that name level these days. No, now that's that was that would be right out. That was the real patriarchy. Well, then you know, if we ever make our mud sword game, we're absolutely having patriarch for sure. Every class at ninth levels will be called. Let's patriarch. call it patriarch. <laughs> that's it. That's the title of the game. Patriarch. patriarch. The RPG. <laughs> yeah, don't worry. There's not two genders in this game. There's one. You play There's male, one. females. As far as yeah, females as far as, stay home. As far as characters, women stay home. They don't adventure. No, that would be really make, popular. Stay home and make babies. <laughs> oh, yes, and sandwiches. So, babies and sandwiches. <laughs> that babies. would be a fun. That would be a fun RPG. It Just would call be. it babies and sandwiches. <laughs> Just figure out the rest around that title. Oh, Joe, I'm writing this down. <laughs> babies and sandwiches. A lot of folks up here in Michigan. That call. could take a dark turn. It could, but not babies and sandwiches. Um, now in second edition, which, you know, we all know a second edition is basically first edition. Um, it's interesting that uh, there's more, much more background detail. So again, bear with me as I race to get to the lycanthrope page. For some reason, even when I save these PDFs, when I, when I X out of the PDF, it always starts at the beginning. Is that normal? A lot of my PDFs will stay where, wherever I was last time. Do you have any idea about that? So like, a lot of times when I try to when I when I hop out or close the PDF, it when I open it back up, it'll pick back right where I was. But yeah, some, that's the way it's supposed to work. Some PDFs don't though. Is that because they're like not done correctly? It's probably because you're using a Mac. <laughs> Everything's because I'm using a Mac. There may be some setting in the there may there may be some aspect of that PDF that wasn't done. A particular way. I can tell you it's it's annoying right now. Wolf Wears According and, to Gangrel 44, Wolf Wears and Jackal Wears are based on the Japanese Hengayo Yokai if said, I'm pronouncing that right. Animals who turned into men. It's easy for you to say. Oh. I wonder if they had uh, examples of that in um, in Oriental Adventures if they had those things. That would well, be cool. Well, since you mentioned it, I'm going to go ahead and show you this. There's a jackal wear. Mm -hmm. I didn't have them on my list. They're chaotic evil turds. They're gays. Oh, yeah, they're gays cause sleep. That's cool. And a terrible and savage creature which preys on unsuspecting travelers. Can be found in any three forms. I don't think it turns you into one, though, does it? I'm not seeing that anywhere. Yeah, I don't think wolf wears do either. Yeah. Okay, let they me. Just, they just kill you dead. Stop sharing before I zip through this PDF and try to find my lycanthropics. 
Lucrota. I love those creatures. Those were cool. Ah, according to Martinson, they had ratlings in Oriental Adventures. Okay. I believe that. Oh, here it is. Here's what I think this is what they get rid of the weir seal and use this as the weir seal instead. It definitely has a meaner look to it. The sea wolf. Is it a lycanthrope? Um, are humans who can assume the form combining, yeah, a, of okay. a seal and a wolf. They are chaotic and neutral evil. They are not nice dudes. Lesser and greater types. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That looks weird. Yeah. Kind of a weird looking dude, ain't it? Crazy looking guy. Uh, he had nine hit dice, though. A greater one did, so not bad. Um, let me scoot on down, then I'm getting close. There we go. Lycanthrope, we're bat. So they had the. What's that? That's a weird bat? Yeah, sorry. We're bat. Mm -hmm. All righty. They were neutral evil. Um, we're bears. We're good still. But I wanted to get to the part where there's more background given. I think it's near there's a weird fox. There's a fox woman or whatever. Um, the standards are there. Then you get the weird raven. That's a good creature. I think they were often found in Raven. Yeah. They have migrated, seems to have migrated to Ravenloft from another realm, probably Greyhawk. They're no longer found in the original plane, but in Ravenloft only. Yeah, they were talked about a lot. And I mean, we're we're creatures got a there's a there's a chicky poo, we're a tiger. Yes, with one one uh her shoulder um, yes. tantalizingly off of her her sleeve off of her one shoulder. Yeah, showing looking sexy for the furries out there. Yeah. Uh, where did they I'm sorry guys. Close your eyes, this could get ugly. Let's see here. Oh, there it is. You're going to induce some um, I am. Um, <laughs> epilepsy here, dude. So in this game, there's three. They go into like three ways to become a lycanthrope. Curse of Lycanthropy was a wizard spell. That could turn mm -hmm. you into one. Um, and cure disease no longer works, but you need to remove curse on, on the night of or preceding the full moon. I like that. There's a good way to have lycanthropy have a real chance of taking hold. Because if you, for you guys, you can go to a clear and go, yeah, I can get rid of that curse for you, but we have to do it the night of the full moon, just as you're about to change. Then, right. then at least you could experience that. So that would be kind of, kind of a fun way to do it. Yeah, because um, there would have to be an initiative role in the mix there. Sure. Especially if you, yeah, things go bad. Um, yeah. And then you also had to make a saving throw to break the curse. Eating Belladonna within one hour still worked, but now it was 1% per hit point of damage inflicted. Then the victim had a, oh no, that's the same thing. That, oh, that was the, that was it. You would only get lycanthropy if you were uh, based upon 1% chance per hit point of damage. So if you took two points of damage from a werewolf, you know, theoretically you could roll that, you know, zero two and, become a lycanthrope. Of course, that's something as a DM I would roll. That makes it better where you don't know. But again, most players probably like, I'm going to go get checked out or whatever. Um, I did like the Van Richten's Guide to Weird Beasts. I used to have that. I don't know much about it. I don't have a PDF of it. I've thought seriously about buying a lot of that old uh, second edition stuff, j monster stuff, just to have on PDF, but I haven't done it yet. Um, there were basically three types of uh, weird creatures. You were either a true weird creature, that is, you were born as one. You can shape change whenever you want, full moon or not. 
cursed by the spell, that spell of lycanthropy, or infected. And then you would only turn into that form before, on, and after a full moon. So that was kind of interesting. That's the three different types. Then they had three forms. They had the human-like, hybrid, and animal. They gave rules on how to make your own, which was kind of cool. Down, let's see, where was this at? Right about here. I don't know if you can see this. Statistics and attributes. Uh, designing a new type of lycanthrope. I thought that was kind of cool. Here they give some, you know, like uh, here's the thief skill, the different skills you can give a lycanthrope. Um, so that was kind of a neat ad. So you can make your own if you wanted to. Um, I thought generally uh, it seemed like lycanthropy in second edition was a bit harder. In fact, it seemed like as you read through the books, they were trying to make it harder to either break free or have a bigger, bigger chance to uh, become a lycanthrope because before if you took 10 points of damage and you had 50 you knew you weren't going to be a lycanthrope because it's not even half but now you can take 10 points and it's 10 percent chance so um yeah so that's kind of interesting right Let's see here uh third edition now this is where i i just wasn't all that impressed uh they did give a werewolf a werewolf lord werewolf lord and against uh, he was a CR 14 in 3.5, and he was huge. Um, every weird creature had what's called animal empathy, so they could kind of get along with animals of their type. Uh, transmission was through bite alone. If you got bit, you had to make a saving throw. So um, it was a template you could also add on. My own Bruce is probably not here from Dick's Division, but it's a template. He loves templates. It's a template you could put onto a creature. They had a hill giant dire weir boar. <laughs> Thought that was pretty cool. Wow, what a tanky, what tanky overkill that would be. Oh, but uh, probably when it changed, it got even bigger. Yeah, oh, yeah, for sure. I would imagine it would. We got another person chatting over on Rumble, Time Breaker Fix, I believe. Oh, I did not, Bruce. Bruce just arrived. I summoned him with the phrasing of template. He just arrived. Bestiary. I did not, but I did mention that lycanthropy was a template you could slap on creatures. So Malachi mentions the Van Richten guys series is great. It had a chart for the different races, their chances of contracting each type of lycanthropy. Yes, in second edition, it did not kill demi-humans. I think maybe in first edition it didn't either, but I know it didn't in second. Um, I know in second you had to be 12th level. You know, we talked about the cure, curing type. Um, in third edition, it was two types, natural and, inf and afflicted. If you were infected by one, you were considered afflicted. Mm -hmm. Um, Belladonna, 12th level priest within three days, remove curse or break enchantment on a full moon. That was cool. So in third edition, you still had to have, had to do it right on the full moon. I feel like that's the best way to go. Um, yes. So it has changed over time point blank. He says, is it a disease or a curse? It matters because paladins have the divine immunity disease. Correct. It becomes mentioned as a curse in first and in, in second and third edition. In first edition, think you can still go back and cure via cure disease. And now that I've closed that up, he's, he's made me wonder. Second and third edition, it was considered a curse. Um, let's see, in second, you had to break the curse. Yeah. 
in first edition. Sorry, guys, I'm speeding through here. Sometimes it might be better for me to have the books out. I can probably find it faster with the books, but let me see here. Um, and the what? Cure disease. So it was a disease in first. So second edition, it became a curse. Second edition, it became a curse. So second and third edition, sorry, Paladin, your cure disease means nothing. So Right. Which I think that's more... I don't know any much. I don't know much about legends of werewolves. I know in the curse was it the curse of the werewolf that was Lon Chaney? Is that what that was called? I believe so. Probably. Yeah. So that's interesting. I, I think I would prefer. I would prefer a curse. I think. I think it's better. I think it's better in, in the well with the curse. It's um, it's likely just to be one. Yeah. instead of a bunch and, and then it can it can pass to another person yeah. uh, given the right circumstances with it being a disease it can or spread. it can spread so it depends on what you want for your game <gasps> you just want the one especially if you have a werewolf lord and he's cursed just make him cursed and then you don't have to worry about him you know spreading it viking wolf I watched that show. I think it's on Netflix. I watched it in preparation this week, a couple days ago. It's kind of a weak, cheesy, somewhat cheesy werewolf movie, but it wasn't bad. It reminded me a lot of an American werewolf in London, except it wasn't funny. Um, oh, I okay. thought it was very interesting. I liked the fact that um, the creature turned into a true wolf that was much more was much larger, much more vicious. There wasn't really a human form in this particular setting. And it was a Scandinavian legend. And I think the movie was made by Swedish, Swedish and Norwegian. It's called Viking Wolf. I hmm. will I will encourage folks who like more like horror movies to check it out. It's dubbed from Swedish or Norwegian or something. But I enjoyed the crap out of it. Um see what's the lady saying? Oh, I don't know the werewolf TV show. I never saw the old I know dog. I know dog soldiers, but I don't know the old TV show. I have to look that one up. Um, we're, um, you've seen, uh, you've seen dog soldiers. That's like aliens meets werewolves. Crafting gamer says, here's an interesting question. If a zombie disease and a werewolf disease came across each other, which one would win? I'd say you have both. I think you have a zombie werewolf. That's what I say. Looks like we have. It looks like Timebreaker Fix is talking to himself. Oh, is he? Oh, it's not. It has. It doesn't have anything to do with what's going on. Okay. <laughs> the Warwolfer on the the night tells me you're plotting more BS on my platforms. Name names and views on your files. Whatever. Let's say I'm not Iron Cole and I target myself in the Collins with nukes. How it moves? Yeah, I don't know. That doesn't sound like a person. Yes, Bruce. Dog Soldiers is boss. Uh, American Werewolf in London is awesome sauce. Um, oh, Martinson says that's a good one. Ginger Snaps. I enjoyed that one. I've never seen that one. 
I think, I wonder if Letty's talking about this, how CNH says, anyone remember the Fox 66 TV show that was about a guy bitten by a werewolf and he was hunting the werewolf that bit him and he had one eye? Hmm. I do not. Uh, no. Of course, where I, where I grew up, Fox, I think, was 41, but I pretty much left in the, left that my home there before Fox even came around. But, yeah. That's the same show Flady's talking about, Halcyon. He doesn't know what it is either. Either, so. So, all right. Okay, you taking care of the rumble issue. I, I muted the dude because it's That's just... Weird. It's, I don't know what it is. Spewing nonsense. Yes. But uh, 3-5 was... Um, Delivered via the bite. Uh, you made a saving throw, a uh, uh, fortitude save. And um, if you didn't take any damage and made your save, you're good. Um, oh, Malachi, oh, Malachi says, the only part of the dog soldiers I remember is when the guy is trying to super glue another person's, I think, guts together. Yeah. Oh, welcome, Mark's genre mixer. I vaguely remember the show. Talking about the TV show Werewolves. Chick Connors was the bad? Was it Chuck Connors? Chuck, probably. Okay, so we're talking back in the day then. That's the rifleman, right? Yep. Yeah, he hasn't been on TV for a long time. I mean, especially since he he's dead. But well, Halcyon says it was called Werewolf. And Mr. Bob Van says Ginger Snap, though he didn't say snaps, is a coming of age story. <laughs> oh gosh, dude. Oh man. Okay, next. Yeah. Mm -hmm. well, the whole series is free on YouTube, the Werewolf series, 87 to 88. Okay. So anyway, third edition was, you know, a template. I didn't use them much because you had to buff them up. But I do believe the werewolf lord was pretty tough. Um fourth edition, now here's where I don't really know too much or care too much. And not got much to say. Fourth edition, the Weir Rat was a level three skirmisher whatever that means. The werewolf was a level eight brute. Only types given. You do not contract lycanthropy in fourth edition at all. It's hereditary. The bite inflicts diseases. Filth fever, if you're a weir rat, and moon frenzy, if not. There is no turning into a werewolf in fourth edition. So. Really? Once again, fourth edition, weak. So. But that's only in the monster manual. It's the only one I have a. Uh, it's the only one that I actually own for fourth edition, and it's the only one I actually uh, would ever bother buying. I never bought any of the extra stuff, but it was very weak sauce that they only had those two in them, in the um, those two in the monster manual, and there was no turning into a werewolf. Um, so, fourth edition weak. Uh, fifth edition had the natural and afflicted types, like in third. Um, they had the they had the bear, the boar, the rat, the tiger, and the wolf. Uh, it was interesting that they said the bite gave you a chance of getting lycanthropy in fifth edition, or the tusk of a weir bear, weir boar. So their boar, if they tusk you, you would get it. Remove curse cures it. Weak. That's all it says. Remove curse done cured. Hmm. It does give stats for PCs who've been afflicted by lycanthropy in fifth edition. <laughs> to what extent that is, I don't really know. It really even matters. Probably not. Um, let's see. Where are the stats? Oh, you gain like a, a weir bear. The character gains a strength of 19. 
If his or her score isn't already, a plus one bonus to AC while in bear or hybrid form. Attack and damage rolls for the natural weapons are based on street. So you get a stat, bump, and some other crap. Once again, 5th edition. Lazy, I think. Now, according to Halcyon, now it would Manimal, if you remember that TV show. Which Holy was, vaguely. Which was a pile of crap. Yeah. Um, be considered a werewolf. TV show where hero can turn into animals. Um, he was bestowed the gift of shape-changing into those forms, I believe. Wasn't there some kind of archaeology? Wasn't he an archaeologist of some kind? I can't remember for sure. But, uh, yeah. I don't know if that's li a lycanthrope. Custle Good comments on 4E. I must be breezing through it too fast because we didn't really play it. Point Blank says that's the reason you didn't turn into any kind of lycanthrope is probably because of balance issues. 4E was all about balance. Yeah, and you'd probably have to completely restat, get new powers, get dailies, and all brand new stuff. Um, Mr. Boivan says, do you think the 4E did no, no turning into the lycanthrope in reaction to Werewolf the Apocalypse? I don't know what that is. I mean, I know the game. The apocalypse. Yeah, I yeah. know Werewolf the Apocalypse, but I don't know why that would have an effect. There must be something about that game I don't understand because I've never played that either. I've never played Werewolf the Apocalypse. I've played a handful of 4E games, sessions. Um, but maybe perhaps, perhaps what he's trying to say is because Werewolf the Apocalypse came out at the same time, maybe they just didn't want to have PC werewolves. So possibly. I think Point Blank had the right of it. I think it's more likely that 4th Edition, because they were priding themselves on balance. Um, and so, whatever. I mean, good for them. But I just thought it was weak. I mean, you can't even get lycanthropy. I don't even understand the point of even fighting them then. I mean, they're just another humanoid then that looks cool. You got a cool skin on them. Right. Oh, how CNH says White Wolf Games, where werewolves are more protectors of the world. Oh, okay. Maybe. Maybe. I think the 5e was kind of weak. What's up, Cigar DM? How you doing, bud? Connell now. Oh, DC Gar. Yeah. I just think, um, I don't know. The whole curse of lycanthropy. How do you. Non human lycanthropes are possible in 5e. Um, oh, they're natural werewolves. Dorothy says the Wolf of the Apocalypse, you're born. With it, uh, you're not turned into it. That might even be likely. Why they, they can't, likely they can't turn people either. Maybe they were inspired by Werewolf the Apocalypse. That's possible. So, Black Spiral Dancers. I'm not sure what Flady One is saying, but well, there must be a, some kind of type. Maybe a werewolf type. Is that what a Black Spiral Dancer is? Flady One. Let's see here. Black Spiral Dancers. Oh, answers for 5e. Hit us up, Cigar. Okay. What answers do you got? Because I think it's weak that all you do is cast Remove Curse and it's over. I think yeah, because you get Remove Curse at third level, right? Uh, Isn't it a second level spell? I'm not or sure. It was in previous editions. I thought it was a third level spell. If that's the case, it's even weaker. A remove Curse spell can rid an afflicted lycanthrope of the curse. Um... Well, maybe you're right. It might have been third. I thought it was second. Mm -hmm. uh, I guess this... Um, I 
black spiral dancers is um, no the evil werewolf world of darkness werewolf trial. Gotcha. so in that werewolf the apocalypse where they were protectors there was one tribal werewolves but were bad Sigardium says blood hunter class isn't that the one created by Matt Mercer that was supposedly OP I saw a couple of videos that said blood hunter was overpowered which I don't know how that happens in 5e but seems impossible I guess it's not though. I don't. Play, I shouldn't be that hard on Five E. The truth is, I, I'm I'm really starting to follow getting like Joe. I'm starting to hate hate Five E because of the people that make it. Five E is a perfectly fine game, dude. It just is. It's fine. The game is fine. It's just not. Especially if you want your D and D bubble wrapped. It's got a little 13th age weakitude, so you know, um, I'll give you that. But it's not the it's not the worst game to play. So no, no. We're probably going to have a 5e uh, shared campaign this year at Captain Con, but it's going to be highly modified with lots of death. So, And I'm also pushing the guys to get rid of the magic item limitations. I just don't have interest in – I don't have interest in attunement. Sounded good at first, but it's weak. If you get 10 magic items, good for you. I agree. Yeah. Yeah, there you go. Green Apple plays 5e. Dude, if you like it, play it, man. Yeah, I just yeah. being the man, I'll just be glad when one is not one D D. It's gonna be five E version twenty twenty-four. So sixth edition comes out. Then maybe fifth edition will be more palatable. Because <laughs> we can really hate on sixth edition. <laughs> <laughs> well, isn't it supposed to be just a revision at this point? Didn't they just didn't they call it a revision recently? Yeah, well they're revising the books, not the edition. <laughs> that's what they said dude that's crazy that's some kind of what kind of speaking you do they speak english that's postmodern nonsense yeah speaking crafting gamer listen to this i had a, this is cool i had a character that got turned into a werewolf to cure it i made him it i made him hunt down the werewolf that bit him remove his heart and eat it during a new moon after he had soaked it in wolf blood Ooh, that's gruesome but that's quite an ordeal that's not bad. Kill the Viking Wolf show talks a lot about severing the original bloodline, so that's that's kind of that that theory, right? Right. Um, vampire, vampire, um, curing a vampire recently turned vampire. Um, in some genres, you do that too. You kill the original vampire, then <clears throat> the the vampire that turned, especially if you hadn't uh, killed any any humans yet, then you can be released from that. Vampirism. Mm -hmm. Oh, Ryan David made a comment. Uh, our Fleddy One said they're 1984ing the books. That's good. And Ryan David says one D and D has toxic attachments back to five E branding, which makes yeah, exactly. They're saying, but you know what? They can, you can't hide it. You can rebrand it, but it is what it is. It's a sixth edition of the book. Just shut up and admit it. I mean, at worst, it's something that we said about three five. Yeah, exactly. Why not just call it fourth? Why not call it fourth? Because that's what it was. I mean, it ended up being that. It was a fourth edition that looked a lot like third. You know what I'm saying? A lot. And Pathfinder was a fourth edition that looked a lot like three point five. You know, so actually, Pathfinder probably looked more like three five. Do you think Pathfinder? 
looked more like 3-5 than 3-5 looked like 3-0? Yes, sir. It's hard to say. Pathfinder had some interesting things. Initially, maybe. But toward the end of its uh, print run, I think you could say that it became a different animal. Oh, especially with all the extra classes. And then all the extra class, because the extra classes brought new subsection of sections of rules with them, like how barbarians changed from just having rage and maybe a few interesting rage powers to transforming. Yes. Into different, essentially into different things. Right. So they became shapeshifters in a way. Um, Flady One says, "Wonder if they get Dylan Mulvaney as the new." Spokesperson, I truly uh, hope uh, that would better put him over the top. Uh, Bruce Lombardo. Now, I don't understand this for sure. I'll do what I can on social media to help watch the forty-one percent itself. What does that mean? Forty-one percent itself. I used to. I think I used to know what that meant, but I, I don't know now. No. <laughs> Ryan Dave. Ryan David says three-five. Not bloated enough. Let's make Pathfinder. <laughs> yeah. Initially, Pathfinder was uh, lightweight, but they they did the exactly they had the same business model in a lot of ways. Lightweight, I'll say moderate weight. I mean, as far and I'm talking about rules light. I'm just oh, okay. talking about as far as uh, number, number of books. Yeah, but they uh, soon they they just got on the um, Watsy bandwagon as far as book production. <laughs> Well, you got you got the fanboys tonight again. Joe is right, says Arn Man. I don't know what forty one percent means either, Mister mm-hmm. Van, I agree. Shape shifting is cool. I have no problem with. Like I think the berserk does the berserker and hyperborea get kind of feral features when it goes nuts. I don't know. That doesn't that fits the tone. I think maybe. Oh, Bruce, forty one percent of all liberal trans idiots off themselves, he says. He hates Watsy and most of yeah, here. Okay. I didn't know that. Well that makes a good point. We're going off topic, but I like it. How could you have a business survive and support a game without causing bloat or always putting out constant new additions? I don't know how. Joe Joe thinks you could keep it going, but I don't know. Well it depends on what you want to do with your business. Yeah. If you want it if you want it, if you and what you want your game to be, if you don't want your game to remain, you know, what it started out as, mm-hmm. if you if you're you and the hobbyists in our sphere are cool with the game changing every once in a while, and it seems that on some level they have been, then it can be a decent model. But constantly churning out books um, got to be kind of an epithet for third, uh, three five. Yeah, people just—I think people got tired of the book churning. Malachi said Paizo should have stuck with making APs and not splat books. I'm, I mean, um, you've got Palladium. Palladium's basic sure. rules haven't really changed all that much over the years. They just make world books, and sure, they they end up adding um, um, game elements in with those books, but they're self-contained. You can ignore them if you want very easily. 
Um, but they don't make a new. They've not. Re, they've made some revisions to the base Palladium rules over the years. Only a couple of times. It's not like D and D that's got now six editions plus you know Beck me and old and some people will say three and a half is another edition. Basic versions too. And then fourth edition had um, uh, essentials version, right? Yeah. And so did, and fifth edition is now getting uh, essentially that same treatment. So 10, 12. there's like 12 editions of the rules and they remake the old settings instead of just making more settings like what Palladium does. I think Palladium is a smaller company perhaps because of that and maybe some other issues, but I think it's a superior model. Plus they are, there's only, uh, they only have like two, full-time employees, you know, game, game designers. Um, Point Blake is kind of backing up Flady a little bit. He says, you can sell models and books about loot, new monsters. I always believe they should market towards DMs, not players. GMs, I think it means buy books. Uh, players don't. That's mostly true, but, I mean, I've heard the argument that what if, if one person in six is the only one buying books, can you sustain that? You know, I don't know. It depends on... It depends on how big of a well they they have a lot of bloat employee bloat. Yes, that's Wizards about of the coast. They have a lot of employees. They have a lot of overhead there. Yes, so way back. I think so. I think that contributes to it's kind of a vicious cycle. They have a, a, a company with a lot of overhead, so now they've got to uh, write a bunch of books to cover that overhead, and and because they they revamp the rules every once in a while, they also feel that they have to re. Re, uh, um, redo the settings as well, which is stupid. Yeah, yeah. Um, my wife is mocking me. That's a nice outfit, baby. <laughs> the um, Animal yeah. Yes. I think my wife. My wife is fond of Animal Crossing. I think game companies are best should be lean. Uh, hey, Hungar, what's up, brother? Um, I think they should be lean. And mean. I'm not sure they can do like Palladium does with just two guys, but uh, I think I think they do. I think they should really cut a lot of the crap out. But of course, Paizo would need to fire pretty much everybody, and so would Watsi. So that'd be tough. It would be good for the the uh, hobby, I think. Yeah, I do. Um, let's get back to werewolves. Ecology, werewolves or were creatures. Ecology and influence of the monster in the campaign. I think they they're pretty great. In my opinion, I think they can be a focus of a whole full-blown campaign. You can have a lot of weird creatures running around, a lot of lycanthropy all over the place, or just pick one and run with it. And they're fine for one-off beasts. I think they have a lot of a lot of utility in a campaign. Say that last bit again. Sure, I think they can be uh, either run as a focus of a campaign, where you can have a pack of werewolves causing trouble, or you can yeah. As a disease, it's spreading. You have a bunch of lycanthropes in a region where it could be a whole issue. I think they can also be great one-off uh, beasts. Um, yeah, I think that they have a lot of flexibility in that. Um, even if you you just go with the one version of werewolf, depending on what which game you're running, like like with with what we're running, um, your OSE game, right? Your OSE module. Yes. If you would be using the really old version of the werewolf, and there's only the one or the were creature, there's only one kind of werewolf, so you wouldn't have templates and all kinds of other weird stuff. 
Yeah. Um, Which Armand, good. Yeah. Armin and Dar said they make good NPCs. Dar said they can be a good henchman. Um, <laughs> yeah. The whole thing. Henchman for the yeah. bad guys. Yeah. That's what I'm talking about. Henchman for a bad guy. Unless uh, you're Randy. Randy would love uh, to give your character a henchman, uh, <laughs> world of henchman that eats, eats the whole party at night. Ooh, a paladin that's contracted lycanthropy. <laughs> a paladin henchman. <laughs> that would be crazy. Or even a good, he's a good guy. You blocking me off. Come on, Joe. Don't be like that. See how, um, see how wrong Joe can be? I was saying very, very helpful stuff, and he just took me Depending out. on how a paladin hood is run in your game, right. just contracting lycanthropy, depending on the kind of lycanthrope would end your paladin hood. Yes, it could for sure. Uh, at least temporarily at the very I, least. I think, I think it would be something that could be regained. Um, sure. You, sure. You get cured and would probably have to atone. Yeah. Um, well, since we're kind of sliding into it, um, I've got a few ways that I've used them in campaigns. Do you have any that you, you have, Remember from either our games or other games where you thought uh, weird creatures were interesting? I, I kind of was um, fond of the wolf weir. Yeah. Um, I put wolf weirs in some uh, adventures on purpose because I don't know something about them. Maybe it's uh, because the the, play, the PCs, the players, yeah, might think it's a werewolf. Right. There's no, there's no reason not to. Right. Mm -hmm. And. Uh, ex in the well, I guess it doesn't matter. Werewolves can werewolves use weapons? Oh, sure, yeah, so they can use tools anyway. That makes them uh think twice about what, what's going on. Oh, they scratched me, I'm going to become a werewolf now, and they're all scared, so right. it can be fun that way. Well, not to mention, that you need cold, uh, cold iron weapons or magic to hurt them, not right. Silver doesn't hurt them, right? Yeah, that's a nice surprise. Oh, that would be, yeah, yeah. It's a werewolf. I'm hitting with silver. Yeah, it doesn't hurt him. What? Yeah. <laughs> what? Ah. Exactly. And I was looking. It must have been a mistake of mine. I thought there was a, a weird creature that needed gold weapons to hurt them. And we were even when we were young, we we're like, gold weapons would bend and stuff. It wouldn't be that great. <laughs> but I thought I couldn't find him, so maybe I. Uh, you you misread cold iron and thought it was gold, perhaps, or maybe it's just a weird one-off thing. Yeah, but gold gold weapons wouldn't work. Bron they no. made bronze weapons, right? But they did they did something special, I think, to temper them so that they could be used. Because bronze is kind of soft as metal metals go as well. Um, Hungar says he played a were rat one time in a Ravenloft campaign. That makes sense. That's mm -hmm. actually one of my one of my most uh, fond memories of using. And I usually do werewolves and were rats. Those are my two favorite. But I had a PC whose father was trapped in Ravenloft and the PC was a paladin trying to hunt him down. And he was, he found out his father was a natural born werewolf, which means he eventually turned into one too. And he had to defeat his father. That was the goal of the game. And he did. And he turned, and when he turned, and he finally turned into a werewolf, he turned into a white wolf. And I actually let him keep his lawful good um, alignment. And he became the white wolf in Ravenloft, that, uh, uh, uh. that was an heroic werewolf, and he stayed. That's cool. He couldn't leave. He was kind of like a. He, he was kind of bound because he had to hunt down all his father's allies and stuff. And he left the party, which was really in a very a guy that played him, um, a guy named Chad. 
I played years ago with, not not a Chad, but Chad. He uh, he was a really good role player. He absolutely knocked it out of the park in the final scene and said goodbye to everybody. And when he took off and he, he ripped his armor off and he took off and turned into a white wolf. And it was like, oh man, I thought it was kind of cool, you know? And he ran off in the woods and then he get right at the place to find an exit out of out of Ravenloft and he didn't take it. He said, I can't leave. So it was kind of a cool, you know, story moment that, that kind of played out naturally. It wasn't really planned. And I was like, oh, that's kind of cool. So. Very uh, cool. Bruce says there was a second edition monster in Ravenloft, Ravenloft, in Ravenloft that was weak or susceptible to gold weapons. Thank you. I might have been forgetting it. And Arn Man says gold plating. Maybe so. Yeah, the wolf wear I looked up, Bruce, it was actually cold iron because I thought it was the wolf wear. But that story was a fun one. That was cool. And then, of course, in the early days, we were heavy in the first edition. Joe will remember my vampire werewolf ringer. That was, was doing some weirdo crap like that, dude. I brought a werewolf and he was, he was draining levels in the party, and they're like, "What?" And so he had like the hit dice of a of a vampire and could turn into a he had you know a extra long fangs. He could drain levels. Yeah. Well, in some some lore, where uh, vampires can turn into uh, wolves, just you know, it's not yeah. They don't have a werewolf form. They have right. they can turn into wolves and bats and. Um, and a mist, so that you know, because you know, children of the night and all that crap. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, our man says he thinks silver might be softer than gold. I don't know. Yeah, it's possible, but <clears throat> like the one fellow who said something about gold plating. <laughs> right. You. That's what you would have to do because that's what you would do with silver. You would. It would be silver plating, like electroplating, some kind of way. It wouldn't be solid silver. That would be uh, unwieldy as a weapon, I think. Substandard. Sorry, man. Yeah, I'm gonna. I'll be right back, Joe. I gotta get some drink. Sorry. Drink your drink. Right. Yeah, and of course, don't know if it is actually softer than gold. I wonder if there are any historical um, examples of silvered weapons, or if that's just what we do in games. I know we've got silver uh, bullets, silver bullets. Uh, people talk about silver bullets with werewolves. Uh, Iron Man says, I own a solid silver flute. It's pretty solid, but not sure if, it, if I would use it as a weapon. Right, right. Um, isn't there a martial, you see weird martial arts styles, and I know that, f that some of those, uh, weird martial artists, they have a flute and they kind of use it in their martial arts in the, uh, some of the, the, uh, Kung Fu movies that you can, especially the older ones, but, um, uh, yeah, I guess you could have gold plating. I know that there's video games where it's uh, gold weapons are kind of the, you know, gold weapons and then a couple higher, especially in your Final Fantasy kind of games. Gold is all your, you get weapon sets and they're all gold. They're, they're more powerful than the not gold. Um, long, long tobacco pipes. Yeah, I guess you could. 
use them as weapons, especially if they have a pretty uh, decent sized bowl on it. It's uh, made out of uh, something pretty hard metal. I don't know what uh, you normally make tobacco pipes out of. You know, of course, the corn cob pipe is uh, is uh, comes to mind, but I'm sure that they you probably make make them out of wood or or some kind of metal as well. Silver is softer than gold and platinum, according to Hungar. Okay. Well, then gold weapons are fair game in D and D. I say. Um, Man of War says uh, fill, make it filigree, so you you would oh. have it wouldn't be solid; it would just be um, inlaid. I think isn't is filigree inlaid or is that kind of on the surface? I'm not sure. Yeah. yeah okay. okay. Fired clay pipes. That's they're kind of brittle though. They would be kind of brittle, but you could you could probably smash them smash someone's head a couple of times before it breaks. Yeah, probably good. How about bronze weapons? Were they? Is bronze must have been must have been tougher than both of those, huh? Or sturdy? I'm sure that they had some sort of um, tempering process. All right. Last little bit on the werewolf for them. Am I supposed to eat this? No, but for every $10 they spend at Biggest Geekest, they get one infertile egg. <laughs> okay. So we have we have some um, birds. They're uh, finches. They're very small, and they lay very small eggs. Oh, and my. my wife is just saying that for every $10 that you spend at Big Geek Emporium, you, you get one free infertile um Finch egg, not for consumption. We'd have to we'd have to market for that. Every hundred they can get a finch though. Every hundred dollars you get a finch. I don't think we can mail those. <laughs> I mean, we mail chicks. That's for you. Well, it's seventy-five dollars to mail. Oh, special handling. <laughs> seventy-five dollar handling fees. Uh, yeah. <laughs> We will be looking to get rid of finches because they keep having babies. Oh wow! Our man said he yeah, yeah yeah he smoked a clay pipe made as they did in the past. It is very abrasive on the teeth. I understand why guys wore a pipe hole in their teeth. Pipe? Oh yeah, and probably why the um, the tips were invented that were of different materials. You can just stick a. Um, Whatever it would be called, where you put your mouth mouthpiece. Yeah, there mouthpiece. Mouthpiece hole. All right, let's see if we can finish that. <laughs> Forty-four egg <laughs> omelet, please. Sounds you don't want to eat finch eggs, I'm sure. I like <laughs> eggs, though. I love eggs. I could probably eat a dozen eggs if I was hungry enough. In one sitting, oh sure. Um. Yes, he can. Barbecued finches. You probably have to have forty-four barbecued finches to make a meal. <laughs> yeah, they're kind of they're little dudes. They're little. What is this, lady? Did you see Kinka Kizaru fighting pipes? Okay. Cast iron or brass. Okay, that that would work. Yeah, that yeah you would clobber the crap out of somebody. Mm -hmm. And what about some alternate takes to lycanthropy in your campaign world, Joe? Did you have any to go on? You see that I have a list there. I have several I can go on. You can read them. You, you go want. ahead, because I I'm, I'm I was at a loss for alternate takes. I mean, right. We've already talked about some 
yeah. different, like the wolf weir and the jackal weir. Well, I was thinking the of a type camp- of weir, weir creature where you turn the monster, the the, the, the um, animal turns into a human. I mean, yeah. it's a different take. Yeah, you could have them all be like that. that they're just creatures. And then you might could say they can, well, then you could say they'll be afflicted. And so your curse would be the opposite. Um, I would say one alternate campaign style would be allow PCs to become lycanthropes like we talked about, and just continue the adventure and see what happens. So PCs becomes lycanthropes, literally deal with it. And by, by, by this, I'm saying, make it not a simple task. I mean, make it to where you got to find a 12th level priest and he has to cast a new curse after you change. You know? And um, if you really want to be harsh, you know, for it to work, you have to be free. Can't be You can't be bound. <laughs> and so then it's like oh my god if he fails we're in for a fight or something um i also think it'd be neat you could have right lycanthropes figure prominently in your campaign perhaps they're a dominant force in the region and perhaps there's lycanthropic lycanthropic factions right and maybe you get involved in their petty squabbles maybe the weir bears don't like the weir boars and they're causing issues or maybe the weir tigers who tend to be neutral don't like the weird bears and they're back and forth. I mean, you could pull a whole jungle book thing with, with them and it could be pretty interesting with all the different types. Some could be somewhat helpful and the ones, you know, there could be factions. Of course, everybody's done the thieves guild led by weird rats. That's right. Right. Um, I think those sort of campaigns could be fun. I did like the idea of what if the PCs in that world were maybe lycanthropes were causing so much trouble what if you had at a high level, you had them seek out an artifact that could remove the curse of lycanthropy from the whole world or region, maybe going so far as to kill all the lycanthropes that are natural born in addition to that? And what if you'd already become friends with some of the weird bears because they're good? That would be a tough call to make, right? And then the last one was perhaps the PCs are the first people to ever encounter a werewolf or your chosen lycanthrope. Perhaps there is an alpha lycanthrope who is starting to build a family where it spreads, right? He turn, he's turning people on purpose, and the PCs have to stop him before it gets out of control. Of course, you're going to want to make him a, an elite specimen of his of his type because he's the alpha, right? Right. So when I saw all, your alternate takes, I was taking it very literally. Hmm. Instead of these that seem more like adventure seed ideas, yeah. than an alternate take on the werewolf itself. Right. Um, sure. With, for, from my thinking, an alternate right. take on a werewolf. So your classic werewolf is curse. Yeah, I guess right. I mean like one. Sense. Yeah, there's like one of them. Yeah, but the with the way the game treats the werewolf, it's more like a t- cursed, uh, diseased, disease mm-hmm. curse hybrid thing, mm-hmm. where um, it's it's not just a plain old disease; it's a magical disease or supernatural disease, mm-hmm. and uh, but it can be spread. And more more people can get it, and that's kind of in in cinema. It has uh, werewolves spread, like vampires spread. Sure. Um, but uh, there was, there was you could also there's also lore with it where the vampires are natural; they're born that way, or maybe at a certain part point in their life, like in um, Teen Wolf. Mm-hmm. Once he becomes of age, he develops his um, lycanthropy or his becomes a werewolf because of that. Not because, not because he got bit. What if the clan berserkers, what if the clan berserkers, once they reach a certain level, 
those berserkers become beasts. Right. So people who have a totem animals, yep. they just maybe have some aspect of them at low level. And maybe they are they're tougher or whatever. But at a particular level, they can actually turn into them or have a hybrid form that is like them. That would be an alternate take that would be cool, too. Mr. Boavan asked a good point question. We kind of talked about it, but not in great detail. Did you mention what happens to a PC's alignment when he catches lycanthropy? No, depending on the addition of the game, mostly you would, I mean, and then the Beckme, you turn over, your character gets turned over to the yep. beast. If you, if you actually catch lycanthropy and you don't cure it within a certain amount of days, if it doesn't get cured, it can't be cured and you become a, a lycanthrope in control. I would imagine your alignment would shift to whatever the standard alignment is. I mean, if, if you're a lycanthrope that kills humans, you can't for long become evil in my book. Right, right. You kill people. I mean, you're not going to be good. Even that, like that Powell and I talked about in Ravenloft, he didn't kill people. You know, he was a, he was a connected. He was a, he was a son of an actual lycanthrope, and I, I had I had not even I was going to have him try to get rid of the curse, but he went a different route, and I thought that was kind of cool. Yeah, so, it all depends on whether your werewolf uh, becomes un, an uncontrollable um, killing machine and loses yeah. his mind when he changes. But you. If he, retains his mind it all depends on how you set it up for your world if he retains his mind but yeah. maybe he has some kind of hunger component like a vampire would sure maybe he could redirect that to the bad guys or the werewolves talking in dnd rules but bruce makes the yeah. point i usually don't force chaotic evil on players until they succumb to the need to feed if they fight it i allow them to play but getting weaker by the day until they either get cured or they turn evil yeah or you know you could if you felt generous you could let them be – their beast could be a completely different person. I mean, I don't think a paladin's god would be okay with them murdering people, but a neutral good ranger, he might just – you know, he's like, look, I'm still good. I just don't know what happens, and I think I'm a wolf, a werewolf, so I need some help, but he's not trying to kill them. It all depends on if you, in your campaign world, you use the standard, yes. the standard werewolf um, trope. And Mr. Boavan says it also depends if the PC is aware, right? So it might be that you know, he has blackouts, uh, but as he gets higher level, waking up with blood all over his face or a gory corpse in a cave beside him, he's probably going to get suspicious. I think it would absolutely be okay to let lycanthropy not change your alignment for most people. I don't even think a paladin turns doesn't become lawful good if his beast form kills people, especially if he has no control, but he would lose his paladinhood. Yeah, exactly, Martinson. Dr. Heckle and Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde. Dr. Heckle right. and Mr. Hyde. Yeah. It's open to whatever you want to do at your table. I absolutely, yeah. And like Halcyon H says, um, he says, I think with the curse, the player is unaware of him killing innocents, like in the curse of the Wolfman. I actually like that. I think that would make it more fun to play, where the player blacks out, and then I mean, a player character, a player of a character in one of my games was fantasy. Joe would figure it out quick. He's like, "What do you mean I'm laying with blood all over me? Oh crap! There's a group nearby. You try to find them. Yeah, well, you're about a mile away, and you can smell them. What? You can smell them." Oh crap! <laughs> you know that'd be. So that'd you, be, I think with experienced players, you might have to throw some curveballs, mm -hmm. right? So mm -hmm. perhaps the um, blackout. Well, when you're in the blackout, it extends into you being able to clean up yourself, right? Right. So you know, you just you, 
they're very minimal cues right that you have turned yeah yeah what if what if a werewolf gets thirsty every time it feeds and it jumps in the water and drinks and you just wake up naked and nothing on you oh yeah that's cool house in a says is he kind of likes the idea like a demon possession but be possessed by the beast spirit that would be interesting right right especially if you didn't change shape what if you became murderous and you couldn't remember it yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Play 81. If you wake up next to a bloody corpse, you might be a werewolf or just living in Philly. Ah. <laughs> uh, you might, if, depending on how, what power level you want your game to become, you could have the, you could have some sort of thing where your, the PC has to, uh, can't, let's say lycanthropy can't be cured. Right. So, it's alternative to handing in your character sheet, you could have some sort of test where he um, internalizes or um, or becomes one with and tames to some degree the bestial spirit within, mm -hmm. and uh, so that so that he can retain himself and not have all the blackouts and 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 all that a blood on his hands and can just use the beast when he needs to. Yeah. It, it could be a, a benefit over time, especially at a higher level when it won't be that big of a deal. If you turn into a werewolf, I mean, uh, depending on how you want to work it out in your, in your, in your, at your table, you may not want it to be automatic or just, you don't talk it out. You might, there might have to be a saving throw or there might have to be some sort of, um, adventure. Of some sort, mm -hmm. where during the course of that they tame the the inner beast and it becomes kind of part of them. Yeah, like they can start out. You have to tie him up every night. You have to chain him with silver chains every night. And then eventually, he learns to control it. Flaney makes it. No, would you like this, Joe? He said, "Metagame: The whole party gets bit, then fights the boss, then gets cured." What about a? I think this would be a fun camp, a fun adventure scenario at a con. What if everybody knows they've been bitten by this werewolf that he tried to turn you guys, and you guys have 24 hours till the next full moon, and you have to kill this guy to get cured? That would be a cool one-shot adventure. I don't know how well you would like it if you were fifth level and I kind of railroaded you guys into all being bit. <laughs> yeah, I think the way, the, the way to make that work as a con game, though, is that they would be able to use their hybrid form yes. during the game. They could. That could be fun. Let them be a little. Yeah. Let them flex a little. Because if it, if it was just yeah, you're all, you've all been bitten, but you're you've not, um, you haven't manifested any form yet, and Dude. then you've got to go kill them. That, that will probably just be who cares. What if you all wake up and you're covered in blood, and your gear is right beside you, and you're like, what happened? And you realize, man, there's a full moon tonight, and you got to. And make it a long adventure, so you have to deal with your turning part. And if you get into a fight, you feel a, everybody will feel a certain urge, and if they want to, they can change into a wolfman, and maybe let them keep some of their own sensibility in wolfman form. Maybe the wolf form is the true violent, just murderous killer. And so during the day, they can attempt to change into wolfman, wolfman form. Let them fight tougher creatures where they get their gear and they get to be a wolfman. So they're kind of tough, and that'd be cool. And then at the end, though, they, they got to realize 
that you know you have you could have roles during the session where you would lose control, you know, and you might do some crazy stuff. So it's a chance you could take, and then eventually the, the point of the campaign is to find the the starter. It's like you said, the the alpha, and you got to kill him because you need to be freed of this curse, right? Right. That could be interesting. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, the alignment thing would be an interesting an interesting. I think it leads to a lot of more of just thinking about motivations and such. Did you hit that one up? Yeah. It's okay. also like starvation. Most people will not eat humans, but at some point the brain shuts down and goes into survival mode. So, right. Mm -hmm. uh, you're with a traditional kind of werewolf thing. You're, you're not going to, you're not, it's going to eventually take over. And you're going to have to, you're going to have to um, do what the beast says. I did not know this. Bruce says that Flady, there was a second edition Ravenloft module where you got pulled into the coldest part of Ravenloft and basically everyone got bit and had to fight the boss by the end, about eight hours of game. Yeah, I hate that kind of, I don't mind that, but it's, I mean, I wouldn't feel bad if I like, you know what? I'm going to make this a chance. To, I'm going to try to overwhelm them. If they don't flee, they're going to get overwhelmed by werewolves. But if they all get taken down, I'm going to do this to them rather than kill them. That would be okay. That wouldn't bother you as much if you had a chance. Like, if you couldn't possibly defeat it or you could run, though even if it was likely that if you stayed and fought, you'd probably get overwhelmed. Would that bother you as a player if I set an encounter up like that? Or you had the option? No, because there's, there's an out. Yeah. There's a couple of outs. Yeah. Hey, thank you, Death Dog, over on Rumble for oh. the $10 the, the $10 rant. He says, the thirst always wins. <laughs> All right, dude. He is a he is a ranter of rumblingness. I love that dude. Yes. Uh, just just uh, as a reminder, thank you for the reminder there, Death Dog. If you would like to support us uh, financially and um, directly to the the show, you can do that now by signing up over at Rumble and hitting us up during the live stream with a rant. All right. You, but you can't do it with your phone. It has to be, you have to be on a laptop or a PC of some kind. Daddy found that you can't use the way. Rumble app. You might be able to use a browser um, on your phone and go to rumble.com. Mm -hmm. I'm not sure, but I haven't tested that out. Can we move on to the next topic? Or yeah. Lycanthropes? That was a lycanthrope thing. Um So anyway, um, our second last topic tonight under campaign analysis uh, with our current Hyperborea campaign, which we played one session. I hope to play more soon. Um, I want to bring up the idea of the length of the campaign. So for Hyperborea, we're going to do it episodically. I plan to run quite a few modules. I have a bunch and I want to run them, plus to put the game through its paces. I do plan to do some modifying, because especially with your character, if the Huntsman gets to fourth level, I want the Werewolf Slayer to mean something. Uh, sure. Especially after talking about tonight's session, that sounds cool. Um, what do you think about campaign length? Uh, are you just inclined to say, let it be what it is? Do you like the idea of somehow thinking about an ending? I mean, especially the people in the chat. I mean, if you're asking... Me, you know me. I know, Let it peter out naturally. If it lasts forever, it lasts forever. If it doesn't, it doesn't. I don't having a planned ending. Uh, that's what some people do, and that's fine. It's mm -hmm. just not my preferred way of doing. So you'd rather not, like, say, "Hey, we're going to do a set number of sessions, and that's it." 
just right. play the board until it ends. Right. Now, if you get to the point where you're like, yeah, I think we're done because of the natural progression of things, then you you, you tie a bow on it. Right. With one with a final session or three. Yeah. And then whatever. But uh, right. Dude, Joe is on fire. Legion says, I'm with Joe again. What has happened to the world? It's all upside down. We live in clown world. So it makes sense. That's what it is. Since we now live in clown world, boys can be girls, girls can be boys, boys can be ducks, girls can be can be werewolves. I don't know. Since we live in clown and world. And Joe can be right. And Joe can be right. It fits yeah, perfectly. Probably. I Once know. we're realigned correctly, I'll, we won't see these sorts of comments anymore. Correct. Uh, Halcyon asks, have you decided to post the games? Uh, we are going to do something like that. Uh, right. So we're not currently recording that um, Hakabori game right? because it's an in-person game and we don't have the gear, uh, probably not the will. It's probably the will. To. We have some gear we could use, but I'm just... Yeah. And we I'm just having... don't have the, the, the... We just want to play. If we're going to do... A, um, if we're going to post recorded games we're probably going to do those on zoom yeah and invite some folks they don't necessarily have to be our homies here yeah. they can be we'll pro probably make an open invitation at some point and right. then we'll record some content and then edit that down to bytes to yeah. put on 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 the site yeah so because initially, initially i don't think we want to start out to stream live no um yeah we could just do an audio who knows we're we're going to, we have access to Zoom. I like, I've watched Bruce's live plays and Shadow and Sun, and even what we did with the RPG is Dumb with the Legion of Myth uh, Rifts, Rifts group. I like how that's done, but I just don't, I think I'd rather have a, I don't know, I just don't want to be, I want the game to be fun. I don't want it to be work. And I'm not a huge fan of online play, but I will figure it out. So we'll do some, I played, I played, uh, a little fantasy um, Savage Worlds. I played a little Deadlands during COVID, and it was fine. But it's after a couple hours, dude. I'm just beat. It's a lot to keep track of. So right. Yeah. Bruce says you don't have to watch my live plays. I'm trying to push my players to exhaustion and poor decision making. <laughs> They're adventures <laughs> and should be resolute. Yeah. <laughs> I think um, Bruce just um, brought the DM is a, is a, a dick uh, to the fore again here. Yeah. So. Um, Halcyon says you did good as uh, as a crazy. Yeah. Thanks, bro. It took some uh, took some effort. It was my first time playing Rift, so it was kind of neat to. I learned a lot watching and playing with those guys that had some experience, and it was really cool. So I actually helped to finish to play more with RPG is dumb. I may I may get in there and uh, run a, another second issue of uh, Nightlight. <laughs> so Nightlight. that's my crazy. All right. So uh, random geekitude. Any reports from uh, Big Geek Emporium? Uh, we're, we've got an issue with physical products. We kind of made that live, but it's uh, a little half-baked. We're going to hopefully get that resolved soon. Okay. Big Geek Con, still a Saturday, Friday and Saturday, 9, 22, and 23. Uh, you got any numbers for me, Joe? Is it still four people? So it's still four people. Hey, we want to 
uh, make a so you're saying 20 we need a minimum of 20 to make it work i think 20 we can make it work with 20. so we need a minimum of 20 to make it work and we want them to be all signed up by uh july 1st, july 1st. yeah that's when so we have then, to that's a cutoff if we don't get it we'll be returning cash and it won't be happening um i am going to be joe is going to help me get a flyer and we're going to get that out locally and see if we can get some folks to show up to Big Geek Con. Um, so September 22nd, 23rd, Saginaw, Michigan. Where can they find the information at, Joe, at Big Geek Emporium? Is there a link there to, the, to get there, to the There is a link at the top of the page over at Big Geek Emporium yep. to tabletop events. But there is going to also be a link uh, directly in the description once I get that set up. Dude. So tabletop events slash convention slash biggie con 2023 all hyphenated yeah. i'll put it up here yeah. let me do this let's see uh darth says oh that is 20 20 tickets sold if we get 20 people showing up it's happening darth we're gonna do it i think i can do it for 20 20 people it'd be great to get 10 rooms that would give us much more space but just 20 people to the con there you go. We just linked it. Joe just linked it in the chat there. Uh, Dar says, I am planning on getting my stuff on the 15th when I get paid. Is that the stuff to go to the con? I hope that's what I'm hearing. I would love to see Darth there. I thought Darth. Hopefully by, yeah. Hopefully by stuff he means his badge. Yeah. I'm hoping Green Apple would come. I hope Iron Man's going to make it. We would hope. So that would be cool. I would love for everybody here to go. Iron Caster, you're not too far away, bro. 30 bucks is cheap. It is. <laughs> So it'll be a good time. Um, I'm going to run probably, I'm going to run definitely an old school game for kids if there's enough. Yes, Darth, you're the man. He's doing it. Uh, one game for kids if there's enough kids to do it. I'm going to run an old school fantasy game, probably a higher level game of some sort. And I think I'm going to run Deadlands. So I'm going to try to run at least four, two slots a day, if not all three. Oh, Nice. Look at that. Ironcaster says he is sending DMs with a friend to go, sending him the info. Excellent, sir. Cool. That will be Ironcaster plus one. Excellent. Dude, so fun. Oh, anything That's else? Awesome. What's that? That's awesome. Yes. Anything else, dude? Are we ready to? Oh, and my module is going to be out on Big Geek Emporium, I hope, soon. David Gwill is helping me out. We got another, I got a little adjustment to make, but I showed that cover earlier. Uh, maybe I should show it again. I don't know if anybody came in late. Nah, I won't. I think they've all seen it, so I won't worry about it. But um, Rewind. Watch yeah. again. Yeah. Um, if you'd like to support us on our show, please like, subscribe, and share. I assume you're done, right, Joe? Right up. I'm but, done. Uh, I'm good. Share us where you're listening. If you're in the show, we're on the socials and video and podcast and all that good stuff. Uh, PayPal, Streamlabs, Ko-Fi, and Patreon. You can give us money, and you can do Rumble Ramps. Thank you again to Death Dog 13 He's been Death Dog. He's done that a couple of times. We most appreciate that a lot. Our website is biggestgeekespodcast.com. Our email is thegeeks at biggestgeekespodcast.com. And, of course, Big Geek Emporium at biggeekemporium.com. Our man just bought his badge. Oh. Don't we have a free one to give away? We got a free badge to give away. Bruce gave us money, remember? Oh, yeah. Dude, we yeah. We need to do a badge giveaway. 
we need to do a badge giveaway. So that's going to be coming, folks. We're doing a, a badge giveaway. Our man just got his. Dude, it's happened. I think it's going to happen. It's going to happen. That's five. Uh, 15 yeah. to go. Wait. Well, we got well, our friends, too. I'm going to light a fire into their butts. We got several folks need to buy some. So a uh, handful have, a handful haven't. So, And I'm going to need their help running games. So I want to make sure we got enough games for everybody. If we have a, We should have a plethora, which is an excellent word, by the way. I do like the word plethora. It would be great if some of our Rumble folks would make it. That would be super cool. Thank you again to Death Dog, as I said. Anything else, dude, or are we going to book out of here? I believe it's time to get the H out of here. Get the H out of here. Well, thanks, everybody. You have a good night. This is Randy. And this is Joe. And remember, they can't be big like us. Then be geeks like us.